why we let the time go between. Our inspirational relationship fades back into the daily demands when I leave. This will be the test again this year. That's the question, really, that Jesus is asking of us as well, I think. Do we just come sometimes for an inspirational hour or work on a committee and then go back to life, the real life that we have, and not include him to feed us every day throughout all that we do to direct our path and to call us to service in ways that will fill us and change our lives? Barbara Brown Taylor offers this insight. What makes the bread bread from heaven? Is it the thing itself, or is it the one who sends it? How you answer these questions has a lot to do with how you sense God's presence in your life. If you are willing to look at everything that comes to you as coming to you from God, then there will be no end to the manna in your life. Nothing will be too ordinary or too transitory to remind you of God. The miracle is that God is always sending us something to eat. God gives the true bread from heaven, the bread that gives life to the world. God feeds us through an incarnational relationship. We've known from the beginning God at Christmas time put on flesh and blood and came down to walk among us in Bethlehem. The point was dear at the very start, and then it got more complicated for him. God came, however, despite all his suffering and dying, to make a relationship with us, an intentional, open-hearted one. Some of you were... At a funeral in our family yesterday, Adele and some from Springhouse came. Uh, My uh, husband's sister-in-law, Peg Lawler, died at 90, sadly, but it was a celebration. And it was Peg to have the service start at uh, St. Catherine of Siena Catholic Church by her reading a letter to her children that she had written. And um, they didn't see it until after she had died. And it was so powerful to stand up front and to hear as Peg is lying in the coffin her words to the family and to her children to carry on, to keep going, that she loves them. I can't help but think it's kind of what we do every Sunday is to read letters and words from Jesus who may have been in the grave but is alive again telling us all the things we are called to do and be in the world to follow him. Jesus feeds us with his presence if we take the time to sit with Jesus in our everyday lives. I, being a professional person with Jesus, am also not too good sometimes at just sitting with Jesus, except the sermon preparations, which, thank God, are given to us pastors as a time to try to sort out what's been going on in the world, in the life, in your work, with your people, and try to see what God is saying to us. It's a privilege to have to write a sermon. It's a struggle, though, sometimes. But many of you are writing now for our newsletter. I think the um, addition to Tell Your Story, I know Rachel wrote one, it was wonderful, and let's see who else, someone else in here. Uh, I've been reading them. They're wonderfully written, eloquently said, 
And in the uh, weekly newsletter, if you haven't seen them, please take the time and put your own in, your testimony, so to speak, about how God has changed your life and how he is bread for you, bread from heaven. And so we are doing those things, but I also think the staff is coming up with a few more things to keep you busy with God. And Pastor Anderson had a great idea. Some of you were probably there. He said, I think we're going to read the book of Mark together from beginning to end in one sitting. I thought, well, that's a pretty great idea. And so he did it at the Parsonage Thursday night. About 35 people came. He didn't know what to expect. And they read through the whole gospel and took turns, discussed it, and it was a powerful moment. So thank you for that idea. And I also want to get in the game here, so I wanted to offer this fall a laid-back Bible study. Uh, People, uh, the laid-back seems to be a good way to preface all these things, so it won't be too uh, hyper-technical, but we will look at one Bible story, and we will talk about it, and maybe do it once a month. So watch for that. Also, coming up at Gwinnett Mercy College, I've been eager to get interfaith dialogue going again because of all the divisiveness in our world and all the we don't understand each other and we're afraid of each other. So we have a panel. Rabbi Marks from uh, Bethor Synagogue will be speaking on the Jewish faith tradition. And from Bethlehem Baptist, we have Pastor Kwan. And I can't say the name of the Muslim imam that will be coming from Lansdale, but they are all going to be on the panel together, each discussing their faith, and then the congregation, the audience, which is you and all of Ambler and all of Gwynedd Mercy students and everyone, and Carol has reserved the room for us there, so thank you for that, and to get into a discussion, an understanding on a deeper level um, of what the meat and bread is of each other's faith and why we are similar and have uh, room for much better uh, participation and cooperation, especially at this time in our world. So I look forward to that at the end of September. But all in all, you know yourself the many ways that God is calling you if you take the time to listen, and I need to do the same. The beat goes on. The fall is coming. But each class that will be offered, each time for service, each time to work with the people that are sleeping down the hall here from our neighborhood that have stories to share, I call you and encourage you, as I need to do, is to listen and build a relationship with people you've not talked to, with people you know very well and still haven't been in touch with. It is so important. We are here for a short time, we are reminded so many times. And so Christ leaves a trail of breadcrumbs out of the wilderness of hopelessness and estrangement and leads us into a relationship, into a community, into a communion, a trail of breadcrumbs that will lead us home. Bon appétit. Amen.